Welcome, St. Canard Civilians. Today we got a special episode. We bringing in a iconic character, and let's get into it. Uh, this is the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and I'm Mike Russo, and I've got those has-been superhero blues. <laughs> I like that one, Mike. Mike, I think you're doing backflips today, and you're excited. Yes, this is the introduction to one of my all-time favorite Darkwing villains. Oh yeah, man. Um, Megavolt, he, he's not my favorite, but there's no way I could deny how iconic he is, and he's definitely top three in my book, but I know in most people, he's either number one or number two for the Abs- villains. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, the people got different opinions, but no one's going to deny what he is to this show. No one. Yeah, a lot of people prefer the uh, certain yellow-jacketed Yahoo. But um, mm-hmm. as far as Megavolt goes, there's, they, you're right. There's no denying he's one of the most iconic of Darkwing foes. Oh, um, yeah. And we're going to spend a lot of time talking about him. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely know you probably will. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so yeah, today we're going to talk about Duck Blind, which is Megavolt's intro episode. But before we do that, you know, we'd like to have a little discussion before we do our review. And I wanted to talk with Mike about uh, Walt Disney World. Uh, I've never been to Disneyland. but Me either. Uh, I've been One to day. Walt Disney World several times, and I, I've learned some tricks because we seem to go like every two years or so. And, you know, we, we get in for a fairly great price with my dad being retired military, so we do get discounts and stuff, you know? Oh, that's great. And you live close enough, you can go as often as you can. Yeah, we live about, it's about a six-hour drive for us, so... Oh, man, if it was that close to me, I'd go all the time. Six hours <laughs> is nothing. <laughs> okay, but uh, Mike, have, have you learned any tricks to the... Well, before we get into that, what is your favorite park at Disney World? No Magic Kingdom. You can't say Magic Kingdom. Throw that well, one out. Well, I'm sorry. It's Magic Kingdom. There's absolutely no way it's not going to be Magic Kingdom. Anything else is lower tier compared to that one. It's not um, fair, man. But if you're if you're absolutely going to twist my arm and make me say something else, I'll say mm-hmm. Epcot. Epcot? And that's mainly for a world showcase. I love that side of the park. Do you do um, any of those drinking games that people do for the world showcase, like where they have a drink from each each different country? Do you do that? No, um, I couldn't physically handle something like that. But I do like traveling around World Showcase, getting a couple of beers, grabbing a pretzel over in Germany, going on the Donald Duck boat ride. Um, it's it's my favorite thing to do there, just to walk around. Honestly, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the rides over in Future World, and a lot of those are changing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but you, basically you're backing me into a corner here because you're not letting me talk about the Magic Kingdom. So. <laughs> um, uh, I, I would say mine's got to be uh, probably Hollywood Studios. I love Hollywood Studios because it feels like you're in different movie sets and you got the movie themes all over the place. Star Wars, uh, Indiana Jones, you know, uh, the Pixar movies are all over the place. The Toy Story. They even got a Toy Story world now. I haven't been to that one yet. No, but, not yet. Yeah. But yeah, Hollywood Studios outside of Magic Kingdom because Magic Kingdom, everybody's going to pick that. That's why I asked you for one outside. Now, 
Uh, have you learned any tricks of going to these parks and stuff? Um, yes, yeah, some. Uh, I would say nothing mind blowing, mm-hmm. but I've I've learned to not sweat going on everything. But that's <laughs> that's because I've gone enough times that mm-hmm. if I miss the haunted mansion, it, I I I won't worry about it. Like the last time we went, my daughter wasn't even three yet, mm-hmm. and she was able to go on pirates. Amazingly, she handled that really well, but she didn't. She was too young to handle the Haunted Mansion. But I had gone on it so many times, it didn't bother me. And I think some people like go military style to these parks and try to do everything. Mm-hmm. And that is just insane. Like, <laughs> I, I used to do that back when I started going, but it's just so unimportant right now. I would rather go on the, um, the People Mover twice mm-hmm. in a row than even bother going on Space Mountain at this point. Okay. I just don't feel like trying to do everything is worth it. It's just so exhausting, and you enjoy it so much more. There's so much to look at when you're there mm-hmm. that if you're running from attraction to attraction, you never notice. Like the the Imagineer names in the windows down Main Street, mm-hmm. I mean, that's really neat to look at. Just little stuff. Going on the Enchanted Tiki Room on the Jungle Cruise – attractions like that that not everyone would want to go on because they're slower more tamer attractions and you know everyone wants to go on splash mountain and space mountain and the new tron coaster is opening up next year but i would gladly rather go on it's a small world or something like that especially now that i have my daughter Mm -hmm. i just find you take the park at a more leisurely pace and don't go crazy and also don't don't get caught up buying souvenirs too i mean that's the worst part yeah, the souvenirs, what I've learned is because um, we, we stay at a timeshare that's like right outside of Disney World. It's like 10 minutes and there is a Walmart on the way there and it has like 70 to 80 percent of everything you see in the Disney parks for a lot cheaper. You know, right. yeah. So like that's kind of my one of my tips I would do is do the Walmart thing and then try Dollar Tree for like, you know, ponchos because it rains a lot in Florida. And you Disney know. definitely has mm-hmm. you over a barrel with the price of ponchos if you have to buy one when you're there, for sure. Yeah, so definitely try to tolerate the Dollar Tree, you know, for little ponchos that you could just throw away when you're done with it, you know. But um, you know there's plenty of stuff they sell at Disney you can't get outside the parks. Like the yeah. Pins. Like the yeah. pins. I love the pins. I have a few Darkwing ones, um, a few other characters. Mm-hmm. The pins at this point are the only souvenirs I buy because it seems to make the most sense. I go on a new attraction, buy a pin. Stay at a resort, buy a pin. And they're not even 10 bucks. And it's like the best souvenir to have because it's a memento of what you've done when you're there. Mm-hmm. So I stick with those. Yeah, I, I I always have to buy my Dominoes from there. I have a this thing for Dominoes. Like every country I've been to or like every state, I like to buy a Domino set that shows what state or what country I was in. And, right. And yeah, and I've never been able to find it outside of the park, man. I always got to get the Dominoes inside of the park. See, I'm like that with magnets. Every time I go to a new um, state or a museum or a theme park, I always buy a magnet. You can see my fridge. <laughs> I have magnets for aquariums, science museums, Legoland, uh, Crayola Experience, all bunch of Disney ones. No matter what I go to, I went to a mystery science theater live show on Friday. I bought mm-hmm. a I bought a magnet. So that's that's my usual um, souvenir. But at Disney, it's a couple of pins whenever I go. Okay. Um, my one big, it's it's such an insignificant tip, but all across Disney they have. Um, Build your own Mr. Potato Head. 
<laughs> and I went there a few years ago, the first time we went with my uh, my daughter. And my biggest tip for that, if you want to get a Mr. Potato Head at Disney World, mm-hmm. um, you buy the big bucket and you fill two small potato heads with as much as you can mm-hmm. and fit those into the bigger bucket. We got like a hundred different potato head pieces for 50 bucks when we went. Oh, wow. And it was a huge bargain, like a bigger bargain than if you bought something over in um, stores around here. So that's the best. That's like the best tip I could think of at the moment. Um, otherwise, it's just like I said, you take the parks leisurely. Don't go crazy unless it's like the only time in your life you're going to be there and you want to do as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And other, also don't overspend going to the best possible hotel. I mean, the contemporary and the Polynesian are nice, but the best rooms can can cost you over a grand a night. And the smaller hotels, especially if you have kids, they may be further from the parks, but the bus system there is so efficient. And how much time are you going to spend in the resorts anyway? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you'd have to dedicate 24 hours to each park, you know, um, and then, you know, Magic Kingdom, I don't even know how it's, it's possible to even do it in one day. We always dedicate two days to Magic Kingdom. You know, that park is just way too big. Right. We yeah. Amazingly, last time we were down in Florida two years ago, we only had the time and money to go to Disney one day. So I don't know how we pulled it off. We got to Epcot when it opened mm-hmm. to go on Frozen Ever After, which broke down while we were on it. We had to be escorted off of it. Um, we had to wait, we had to wait, um, for the fast pass window they gave us to open so we could go on again. We did that and we decided, you know what, we got park hoppers. Let's head over to the magic kingdom. Mm-hmm. We basically spent 12, 13 hours at the Disney at Epcot and magic kingdom with my daughter. And we did a lot of stuff. I don't know how we did it, mm-hmm. but, um, I wouldn't recommend doing that. You know, it's just, it's crazy. Okay. But um, I also don't recommend going during spring break because it's always insane there. Yeah, but my, 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 my biggest tip, if you're listening now and you're planning on going very soon, consider going next year because 2021 is the 50th anniversary of Disney World and it is going to be packed. Mm-hmm. If you want to go and you don't care about missing the 50th anniversary celebrations, go next year. I think um, this is my own speculation. I think the crowds will be low and we're going to go next year. And I think it's the best time to go because you're not going to have the crazy waits. 2021 is going to be insane. I'll tell yeah. you that. Much. My, my last two tips would be, um, you know, basically if, if you feel one of the adults can miss a ride, go get in the character line. And what, let the other the adult handle the you know the ride with the kids and stuff, and then that way when you're getting close to the front on the character line, they could you're already there, so they're not waiting in line. Uh, that was one thing me and my wife did really well is we, we kind of split up a little bit. Of course, we didn't split too far, you know, like I'm like two buildings away or just right around the corner in a character yeah, line. Yeah, s- stay in the land. If yeah, if your kid wants to see a character in fantasy land, go put them on a small world or something like that, and you wait on yeah. the line. Don't don't be sure you're not walking a half a mile just to get back to where you were. (laughs) And um, by the way, comfortable shoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Stay hydrated. You know what the biggest tip, honestly, Will? Stay hydrated. Yeah. If you think if you if you have never been to Florida before and you think you can handle it, Mm -hmm. you are probably wrong. (laughs) 
Well, you know what? I'm going to save my last tip. We're at 11 and a half minutes. Uh, we got to talk Megavolt, man. Let's go we, ahead and get into Duck Blind, man. We do. I could talk well, about Disney World all day, though, honestly. <laughs> okay, well, maybe we'll save it for a Flash Quack episode, but uh, let, let's get into Duck Blind. Um, Mike, man, who who wrote this episode? This episode was written by a writer named Len Yuli. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still active in the industry. He did a whole bunch of other Disney shows. Um, and he only wrote one other Darkwing Duck episode besides this one. And But before I tell you which one that is, I'm going to set it up a little bit. You ready? Go for it. He also wrote for the original DuckTales. It was one of the first shows he wrote for. Mm. And he wrote for some of the later ones. Now, one DuckTales episode he wrote for is one of my all-time fa- all-time favorites. And I know you've probably seen it. Which the one? The Masked Mallard. Oh, I love that one. I <laughs> I think it's my favorite DuckTales episode. I wish my favorite was one of the earlier ones, but mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I love Gizmo Duck, and I love this episode. And just to clear right now, this episode did not inspire Darkwing Duck. Tad Stones hadn't even seen it. Mm-hmm. So just so you know, even though it shares a lot in common with Darkwing, it, has n- it was not an inspiration. But I love the episode so much, and Len Yuli wrote that one. So okay. we've gotten that we got in that episode Gizmo Duck going up against a purple cra- caped crime fighter. Do you know another Darkwing Duck episode he wrote? Uh-uh. Tiff of the Titans. Hey, I like that one too. Yeah, so um, <laughs> he had a history with Gizmo Duck and Fenton Crackshell. Okay. So and those are the only two episodes he wrote, but he got to write the introduction of Megavolt and the introduction of Gizmo Duck into the Darkwing universe. So um, two episodes, but two exceptionally strong ones. Mm -hmm. And the story editor was Kevin Crosby Hops. We've talked about him already. And this episode aired Monday, September 16th, 1991. And it was 14th in production order. So one episode before the introduction of Bushroot, making it our first supervillain episode. Okay. So there we go. Yeah, so this was early in production then. Yeah, not, but it goes to show you how many episodes they went before they introduced a supervillain. Okay, and who animated this one? This was another one animated by Disney Japan. But um, it was animated by a, like a lower tier studio. Now, it definitely doesn't look like um, Darkly Dawn's Duck Part 2. The animation is very different. And that is because, now I'm, some of this is part speculation, part actual fact, I know for sure. When the episodes went to Japan, they didn't go to one team. They often got spread out to different types of studios. Um, now, the animation supervision was um, by a man named Shigeru Yamamoto mm-hmm. for all the episodes across the board, but they would be sent to different studios. And the fa- the problem is all the studios these episodes were sent to are listed in every episode. So I don't know who did what. Um, we got an episode named um, Atelier B- BWCA, Animation Art Studio Jack, G8 Animation Productions, Tama Productions. These are all Japanese studios. But um, it results in different t- visual tiers. This one doesn't look as nice as Darkly Dawn's a Duck. Characters can be a little off model sometimes. Um, the drawings aren't as strong. There's some good, good uh, shots of Megavolt, honestly. Mm-hmm. But the episode... Animation is, I'll say it's fine. It's better than Sun Wu, but it's not up to the it's not up to the best that Disney Japan had to offer. Yeah. 
Um, but it's fine. Um, yeah. A few other episodes with this style um, are the two Comic Eye episodes and Slave to Fashion. Okay. So it's like a lower tier Disney Japan. Still, still okay, but not as good as Darkly Dawn's a Duck or a Nega Duck or Life of the Negaverse and everything. So not every Disney Japan episode was made equally. Okay. So, so Mike, man, uh, take it away, man. Let's so get let's, into the episode. Let's take it start away. with the plot. I love how the episode starts. It's so moody. Um, it just starts um, St. Canard's experiencing a blackout. And it just starts with shots of the city, you know, from different, from, you know, above ground level, close to the ground. And we start off with that great Megavolt theme. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like demented circus music. <laughs> and I couldn't even hum it. It's so strange. Um, but that's Megavolt's theme that starts off this episode. And we are introduced to him first. I think at this point, this is the first time we meet the villain before we meet Darkwing. And that shows how much confidence the writing crew had in this new character. And I can't think of a Darkwing villain who is introduced better than Megavolt. He's sitting on the roof, unscrewing light bulbs from a sign. And he's looking at one, and he's he says, nice, filament as if he's sizing up a potential date (laughs) and i mean megavolt has a fetish for light bulbs he's always gonna have that and then he starts a conversation with a light bulb Mm -hmm. you know we are happy to see you megavolt do you want to come home with me and he's insane this character is absolute he's the most insane villain we've met so far yeah but this is a character who revels in being an insane like, the- Megavolt is a complete nut job, and that's part of what makes him so perfect. And he's insane, but he is definitely the most physically powerful villain Darkwing really has in his rogues gallery. But the fact that he's insane makes him a little less dangerous than he actually could be. But this is just a perfect introduction to him. Like, we're, we, we're with him 10 seconds, and we get who he is. Oh, you know, yeah. and the design, the design of Megavolt, we we said before he's iconic, but that goes with the design, too. I mean, it's perfect. You got the the plug on his head, the battery strapped to his back, um, the outlet on his chest, um, the crazy hair, what's left of it, the mismatched eyes, um, the rubber gloves and the work boots he wears. It's a color yellow and blue color scheme. And just just his species, too. I guess he's a mouse. And mm-hmm. it just it just makes him look so demented. I mean, I love drawing Megavolt. He's so much fun. And, of course, we cannot overlook how much life Dan Castellaneta gives to this character. Yeah. I, he, I, I love his, his voice. I love his performance of Megavolt. Mm-hmm. Now, Dan got his start in 87 on the Tracy Ullman show. And we all know what family got their start on the Tracy Ullman show. The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. In which Dan, of course, voiced... Homer Simpson. Homer J. Simpson, a character he's still doing 32 years later. <laughs> along with Barney Gumble, Grandpa Simpson, and of course Krusty the Clown. Yeah. And he's still doing that stuff. And um he um had worked for Disney before, Darkwing Duck. 
he voiced a mad scientist in the Tailspin episode with the exact same voice and voiced in um, another villain on Aladdin with the exact same voice. Um, his most, his most, um, what, what am I going to say? His most frequent Disney role was as the genie after uh, Robin Williams, Williams turned it. Yeah. After Robin Williams turned it down. Um, but of course I think his best Disney role is obviously Megavolt. Oh, yeah. And he, he did so much voice acting. Like one, one character that jumps at me right now is um, Arnold's grandpa from Hey Arnold. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not doing as much now. I he think doesn't need to. <laughs> he doesn't need to. He's been doing Homer for so long. And those yeah. main voice actors from the Simpsons make so much money yeah. that when they brought the villains back for the new DuckTales, they did not get Dan for Megavolt. And, he sounded uh, like him, though. The he guy who did. <laughs> he did sound like him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Dan's just a fantastic voice actor. Just that voice. Oh, yeah. Like, he has so much fun voicing Megavolt. Because just Megavolt's just a fun character. Just the laugh. Mm-hmm. I love Megavolt's laugh. And um, so, yeah, we're like five seconds into the plot. And I've been talking <laughs> for like 10 minutes already. <laughs> so, you're Megavolt, our top tier villain. This is his introduction. And um, so Darkwing and Launchpad, and you can you can jump in here, Will, um, are watching him. Yeah, and uh, Darkwing tries to sneak up on him, and uh, he he trips over that. I think it was like a metal pipe or something that he yeah. tripped over. And the important thing to remember, unlike I think every villain we've met so far, Darkwing has a pre-existing history with Megavolt mm-hmm. that clearly precedes Launchpad. Yep. And that's what we're gonna find out probably two years from now, the two of them went to high school together. <laughs> so that's how far back they go. And it's funny, you know, Darkwing likes to gloat, but it is true. Meg, They do have a history. Megavolt is afraid of him. But Megavolt is also powerful enough that um, he can go on the offensive when Darkwing yeah. does show up. And Megavolt is so aggravated by Darkwing Duck. Like... Right. Darkwing has clearly been foiling his schemes for years, and Megavolt just had it up to here with him. And by now, Darkwing, of course, has the famous insult. That sparky. Jack, yeah, that Quacker Jack <laughs> would pick up on it. He says it in this very episode. He calls him <laughs> Sparky. And already we got, don't call me Sparky. Yeah, he got and that's gonna, quick. <laughs> that's going to continue. And um, I might as well throw this in. Megavolt was not his original name. No, what was it? Dimbulb. Oh, I did not know that. And he is called that in this episode. Darkwing does call him that as an insult, but that was going to be his name. I can't picture that going forward being an effective name. I think it's not threatening enough. Megavolt works. Dimbulb is just an insult. Mm -hmm. I'm happy they changed it. Oh, yeah, me too. (laughs) Megavolt works. So what happens next? Uh, Megavolt, uh, they get into a battle. They get into a rooftop, yeah. Yeah, they get into a battle, and uh, the battle goes down inside as well, which is very iconic for you Turbo Graphics people because that rooftop is is uh, the whole scene for the Megavolt level. Right. And yeah, and uh, basically Megavolt turns everything on Darkwing inside of that uh, when they go downstairs. Yeah, Uh, Megavolt. I mean, Bushwood's got his plans, but if Megavolt can electromagnetize steak knives everything like yeah. he had everything he going in darkwing he is a really powerful villain that could be even more deadly if he wasn't completely nuts and darkwing mentions that he sent him to the electric chair twice which is super dark 
<laughs> yeah, and and the thing is, like his powers were coming from his helmet or his hat, whatever that is, and then they they were coming from his gloves too, and from his chest. They were coming everywhere, man. Yeah, he's a living power battery, <laughs> and but he has so much fun being mm-hmm. who he is. Just when Darkwing tries to do an entrance, you know, I am the terror that flaps in the night, and Megavolt goes happy flapping, and it's like. <laughs> He, 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 like I said, he revels in being an insane villain the way no villain we've seen has so far. Megavolt is just this joyously childish character. And there's only one other villain that tops him as far as that goes. Your boy, basically. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> those two were meant to be together. And um, the best scene early on is when the two of them crash into each other. Mm-hmm. And Darkwing says, you are not a well person. And Megavolt says, what? And you're normal? I am the cold sore that stings your lip? We are definitely talking demented. And that's the only entrance we get, the only entrance line Megavolt actually says. Mm -hmm. And um, so Megavolt has to make a getaway. So I'm going to take it from here, Will. Well, the getaway, he lights up the entire room. (laughs) Even the viewer can't see what's going on. And Darkwing is blinded, man. He's blinded for the rest of the episode for a while. For yep. majority of the episode, he's blinded and Megavolt gets away, and uh, we go back to uh, they go back to uh, as Drake to his house. Well, actually, we do a quick stopover at the uh, hideout with Launchpad and the kids. That's right. That's we right. got Honker in this one. Yeah, Honker's a while in this for Honker. <laughs> yeah, he actually. I feel like this is the first really strong Honker episode because you know I just he has more dialogue, and I feel like Katie is really getting into this character now because mm-hmm. um. They have this little thing with uh, Goslin and Honker where Goslin, um, you know, for her, this is actually not a character for her. She's being very cautious. Yeah. She, she's worried about Darkwing. She's being very protective. But um, Honker's being positive. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's like, blind people do all sorts of great things, like Johann Sebastian Bach. <laughs> Goslin goes, Johann played piano. He didn't have anyone shooting at him. Um, so then they go to the house. Yeah, so he, they're, they're at the house. He's blind. And he still wants to go after Megavolt. He he wants to like. She's asking him. Goslin starts asking him, "What would you do?" No, or that's that, later. no, no, that's later. That's, that's later. later. Yeah. That's so actually, thing. no. I think they 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 jump over to the Thunderquack next. And they don't go. The, they don't go back to the house right away. They're at the Thunderquack. And he has the blindfold on, right? Not yet. So he he spends the he spends the first half oh, of the episode I'm, with his eyes wide open with these tiny beady eyes. I'm screwing this all up. I remember now. He had the headphones on when they get to the place, and he's like saying, uh, "Launchpad could be my eyes." Yeah. So they're looking yeah. for Launchpad up at uh, Megavolt up in the sky, and the Darkwing is using his ears. He's using his other senses. Yeah. He um he listens to the radio. And the and radio that, interference is where he realizes where Megavolt would be. But by the way, great line from the radio. Like the only other character aside from our other four is this unseen radio announcer with a line that's like straight out of the Simpsons, which is, but denies it was the president who was allergic to whipped cream. <laughs> and that's, that's Dan. That's gotta be Dan. Okay. <laughs> and um, so Darkwing hears the static and realizes that the um, Megavolt must be in the, um, the electric automobile factory right below them. And then they go in and that's when Darkwing puts the gloves on. Mm-hmm. And uses the headphones. Yeah, and then uh, man, Megavolt really shows more power here. He he lights up that car, man. Woo. Yeah, he's uh he's stealing an electric car. Mm-hmm. It's a Delunian, obviously Delorean, Delunian. <laughs> yeah, because the way the doors open too. <laughs> yeah, Megavolt likes his fancy gadgets. 
Yeah, so basically Darkwing's using his ears and Darkwing, uh, not Darkwing, Launchpad is telling him what's coming at him. And he's doing pretty good at first. Yeah. You know, he's jumping around and, uh, and of course, Megavolt has no idea he's blind yet. Yeah, not yet. And then uh, the, I'm trying to remember, something happened to uh, Darkwing tra- walks. Darkwing his, walks into a steel beam and breaks, breaks the radio. Yeah, the radio broke, and that's when he couldn't hear Launchpad anymore. Right. But Megavolt still didn't figure it out he was blind yet. Yeah, Darkwing accidentally um, punches a button on some equipment that picks up the Delunian and crushes it in the machinery. Mm-hmm. But and, Megavolt uh, lights it up again, though. Not after Darkwing crushes it. No? Well, it drives into a wall for a second, mm-hmm. and then Megavolt fixes it. Okay. But then Darkwing ends up destroying it in the machinery. And there is a really quick shot, since we're listing things that showed up in the theme song with every episode, where Megavolt... Um, he's on he's, the power cable, right? Well, he no, it, earlier he screams, not my Delunian, and he slaps his hands against his head. Yeah. Really nice animated shot. He looks really great in that shot, but that's in the theme song. And Megavolt gets mad because it crushes the car into a cube. Mm-hmm. So he pushes Darkwing, and Darkwing ends up on the conveyor belt. Because you're not a Disney show of this era if you don't end <laughs> up on a conveyor belt. Because name me a show where it hasn't happened, and I'll give you a cookie. Um, <laughs> um, so Megavolt makes a getaway, because there's nothing more for him to do there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Launchpad saves, gets down there. He breaks open a metal gate and uh, shuts the machinery off, and Darkwing falls into a vat of, I don't know, motor oil, glue? I don't know yeah. what it is. I don't know what it was either. And they're leading him around the parking lot. And that's when Megavolt's sitting on the power lines. Yeah, because he saw Darkwing like going all over the place and they were trying to give him directions and stuff. So Yeah, he finally puts it together. Mm-hmm. And there's this just this fantastic shot. And again, it's in the theme song. It's it's a beautifully animated where um he says um he says he has a really bright idea and he's rubbing his hands together and his uh, helmet's sparking. Yeah, and the that camera, is a dope shot. <laughs> and the camera tracks into the helmet mm-hmm. on the electricity, and then the scene changes. Oh, that's just, I love that shot. It's a great shot, man. You can't deny that shot, I man. I mean, he's so on model. The electricity is so well animated, and the camera truck into his helmet. No wonder that's in the theme song. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny? In every iteration of the theme song, even in the ABC episodes, when they took out all the syndicated shots, that shot of Megavolt stayed in. Oh, okay. They kept that in. Someone must have loved it. <laughs> so, yeah, Megavolt, Megavolt now knows what's going on. So we're at the house. Now we're at the house. Okay, now we're at the house, and that's when uh, Gosselin tries to steal the cookie. Yep. <laughs> and Darkwing has a machine that Honker built for him. Like, uh, he he kind of explained numerous things. He, he, was, he mentioned infrared. He mentioned, like, the hearing sound. That it, it improved what he could hear. It right. enhanced his hearing and stuff. And it also gives him, like, data readouts and stuff like that. And he said Honka <laughs> ordered it from his catalogs. And Goslin's mad because she didn't want him – she doesn't want him crime-fighting anymore. But Conker's just trying to help. Yeah. And um, and then La- and Megavolt takes over the airwaves. And I feel like this, um, this challenge she offers – I feel like in a few episodes down the line, Megavolt wouldn't be smart enough to do this. But um, he, says, um, he, says, he says to everybody, uh, meet me at first light. Mm-hmm. And he lets on that he knows Darkwing's blind. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, first light is not dawn. It's the first light bulb. Yeah, the, I guess the first so, uh, street light, right? Yeah. For, one thing I want to mention is, have you noticed in this episode, they go everywhere they have to go with the thunderquack? 
Yeah, no rat catcher in this episode. No, yeah, they go to the car factory, the Hall of Inventions, and the lighthouse at the end of the episode, all with the thun- thunder quack. Mm-hmm. You don't even bother with the rat catcher. I wonder why. Oh, I know why. That's you know what? Duh, stupid. Darkwing drives the rat catcher. How could he do that if he's blind? It makes That's, total sense now. Yeah, having does. Launchpad do that. Okay, <laughs> you know what? I thought it was a plot hole or something, or maybe someone didn't know about the rat catcher. Obviously not. Why would Darkwing <laughs> drive the rat catcher if he's blind? Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, Darkwing shows up at the uh, Hall of Inventions, and I love the Wizard of Oz reference that Megavolt does. Did you catch that? Yep. Go for oh, it. You need, a li- you need a lion, a scarecrow, and a little Toto. <laughs> oh, uh, so Darkwing's pretty cocky with this, uh, with the uh, weapons he's got until he breaks it. Yeah, he accidentally breaks it when he was trying to flip it on. He was bragging. That's his own fault, too, though. Yeah, Darkwing should never brag. That yeah. always comes back to bite him. <laughs> and uh, his he, weapons He owns it haywire. on this one, though. He owns it on this one, though, about he being does. cocky. Yeah, he owns it. <laughs> yeah, um, so the weapons go out of control. Megavolt gets away with a light bulb, and Darkwing starts a fire. Mm-hmm. And that's when and, they battle the fire. Like, they gave the fire life like it was a yeah, own villain. That's <laughs> such an odd thing. I wonder if that was a way to have the kids in danger of fire without getting too dangerous, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a standards and practices thing, because the living fire just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but whatever, you know, it's it's cute. And Launchpad has to save the day. Yeah, it, that was not the Joyrider, though. But it pretty it looked, much was the same type of plane. Yeah, it looked so close to it. <laughs> and uh, Launchpad's line, if it's got a wing, we've got a prayer, that is classic DuckTales Launchpad. Because <laughs> he rarely ever gets a chance to be a hero and say things like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I love what happens here. He flies backwards out a window knocks over a water tower, which puts out the fire, and the water just knocks over the plane, just flips it over really gently. And it's just like the launch pad's tamest crash. Yeah. And <laughs> but then everyone's uh, okay. They go back to Drake's house after that, right? But um, what does Darkwing do? He realizes he put everyone's life in danger. Yeah, and he, he wants decides to retire. To quit. He decides yeah. to quit, yeah. From now on, there is no more Darkwing Duck. Yeah, and so, that's when Gosselin starts asking him, what would you do and stuff? Yeah, Goslin wanted him to take it easy, but she didn't want him to retire. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where you get the Has Been Superhero song on the harmonica that I sang when this episode started. Um, again, when Darkwing is low, he just wallows in self-pity. <laughs> now he's, like I said, pathetic Darkwing is my favorite kind of Darkwing just because Jim Cummings gets so hammy with the acting. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, Goslin is just like, what would you do for the sake of argument? What, how would you find Megavolt? So yeah. um, they get in the easy chairs, hit the statue, and um, they go after Megavolt again based on Darkwing's suggestion. Yeah, they tr- he tr- they tricked him, and he pretty much just told him to look for the where the most power is coming from in the city. Right. I mean, obviously with Megavolt. Yeah. And that that where does that lead them? To the lighthouse. To the lighthouse, Mega. The first of Megavolt's two hideouts. Mm-hmm. Megavolt was lucky enough to have two hideouts. I feel like this is his home. And that abandoned building in the bad part of town, which I prefer as his hideout, that must be like his workshop. Okay. Because we see that for the first time in Negaduck, so we'll talk about that when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this is his home because he's wearing a robe and these cute little uh, slippers with light bulbs on them. Is this the only time we get to see his hair without that hat on? 
No, I think he takes it off in Clash Reunion. Okay. But again, way down the line. So, um, <laughs> but I love it how he's all cozy at home, not you know with his robe, not bothering anybody. Mm-hmm. And um, so Goslin decides to go in with Honker and Launchpad and see if Megavolt's in there. Yeah. And I, I love Goslin. We go in. Dad says, "I am the Terror." Blah blah blah. <laughs> Darkwing never gets to say it in this episode. Mm-hmm. Honker's and, scared to go in there though. Well, wouldn't you be? Yeah. If you were going up against Megavolt, I mean, he's no Lilliput. He's definitely <laughs> on a di- completely different, uh, completely different tier here. Yeah. And they get captured right away. I mean, they were no, it wasn't going to happen. I didn't um, understand how they got captured though. He had that magnet. You know. Maybe it maybe it attracted the weapons they were holding or. Ah, uh, okay. I, I was trying to figure that out when I watched yeah. it. I was like, I didn't get the magnet thing. You, you know, know what? It's Darkwing Duck. I try very hard not to question it, you know. <laughs> um, and um, and uh, Megavolt um, recognizes them immediately mm-hmm. as the Darkwing Duck fan club, and he is the only villain in the entire show who later on would address Launchpad by name, which never happens. Wow, I never realized that. Yeah, only he's the only one. And because it's so far away, it's in um, Clash Reunion when um, Megavolt's looking for the hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. And um, he goes, thanks, Launchpad. No problem, Megavolt. And um, my wife loves that. My wife always loves how Launchpad and Megavolt know each other. And they're like kind of they're kind of friendly with each other, even though they're enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's the only villain who knows Launchpad by name and actually addresses him as such. Um, so Darkwing has to come save them. Yeah. You know, it's... Um, and I love this part because this, we get a, a Star Wars duel in here. <laughs> yeah, he has this light up uh, lightsaber sword. <laughs> yeah. And um, again, I want to talk more about Jim. Some of the noises Darkwing Duck makes, those karate sounds. I mean, it's utter it's utter nonsense. It's not even karate sounds. <laughs> it's just it's just Jim going spurahoi, like that, and you can't even imitate it. It's just it's so funny. Yeah. And it's just it's just part of Darkwing's vocal thing that he just makes these noises when he's doing karate. And he's trying. I mean, he's pretty good. I mean, he's using his senses to know he's above a light. Mm-hmm. And um I love that that shot. He's trying to hit Megavolt with his cane, but he's missing. Oh yeah. And <laughs> Take he, this and some of this and forget that one and He but, he accidentally gets him tied up though. Yeah, and uh he ties him up with it. Which is um, an accident, but it's effective. Yeah. <laughs> and then is that when uh, Megavolt like shocked the whole room, or, uh, or? No, Darkwing sticks his cane into a um, equipment and electrocutes himself. Yeah, that's right. And then that's when he's able to see again. Well, everything yeah. goes, all the power goes out first. Yeah, this is the first time we get a shot of Saint Canard totally going black, which happens a lot more than you think. <laughs> um, Saint Canard is very used to roaming blackouts thanks to yeah. Megavolt, and um. <laughs> So the electric shock brings his uh, vision back. Mm-hmm. And um, so now he can see. And uh, we get a really clever ending when Gosling goes to hug him and they drop their flashlight. Oh, yeah. And all you see are their eyes in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And then but the Megavolt episode. gets away, right? Well, they never really show they him don't again. know what they do. I assume, I assume he goes to jail. I mean... There are some ambiguous episodes later in the run where they're not exactly on the wrong side of the bad guys. Like the bad guy is helping them. Mm-hmm. And you wonder what does happen at the end. 
you know. Um, I, I but, assumed he got away because you know the blackout. They didn't see where he where he went. You know, it's possible he did. Yeah, but you know, That's, it's Darkwing Duck. It leaves things up to your imagination, and I'm happier with it that way. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is the first episode where Darkwing ends up with some sort of ha- handicap that he has to um, deal with. You know. Yeah. You know, things like unwanted superpowers or two broken legs. You know, Darkwing can um Darkwing can overcome anything, really. So Mike, I, I know you're a big Mega Vault fan. Even right. being biased, what do you think of this episode overall? Matter of fact, let's go ahead, let's let's get into the gas gun canister. What, yeah, what are you let's gonna rate this episode? Okay, um this isn't this is a good episode, a very, very good episode. Mm-hmm. But um, there are much better Megavolt episodes. I agree. Uh, because it's still early. I mean, they, they got Megavolt, who he basically is. But there's so much to Megavolt we don't have yet. You know, he's still pretty competent. He's not losing his memory as often. He can come up with these great schemes on his own. Later episodes, he's a lot more unhinged. You know, and I think the episodes later on are much better for it. Mm-hmm. As an intro to the character, though, this is fantastic. And really, apart from the through line with Darkwing being blind, there is no plot. It's just the characters keep going up against Megavolt. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's Megavolt's show as much as it's Darkwing's show. And for that, I'm going to... I can't rate this too high, but I'll give it a four. Okay. Because it's strong. It... It's a perfect introduction to Megavolt and all the characters are they're in character. It the animation's fine, not spectacular, it's fine. And I feel like in terms of air date, this is the episode. This is the episode where the show is really coming together. Like it's introducing Megavolt is like the dawn of like the supervillain era for Darkwing Duck. You had Bushroot before, but Megavolt really brings you back into that. Yeah. You know, and we're going to get a ton of Megavolt episodes coming I'm, up really fast. I'm going to give this episode probably a three and a half. I okay. really enjoy I I like it a lot. And, uh, you know, we're talking about Megavolt. So, you know, I guess we're also rating him at the same time, too. You know, yeah. um, he he's so powerful. And it's like throughout this episode, you see them battling and it's like. You can kind of pick a winner, or you can call it a draw on each each battle they had, you know? Right. Well, and I, I, Go on. Yeah, and, you know, like, he just shows, like, man, he just points his finger. He just he, he bows his head, and power is just all over the place, man. And it's like you don't even know what he's going to shock next. You know, like, we even saw the sink come alive, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's unpredictable. He's so unpredictable, and he's so iconic. And I, I know a lot of people know who my favorite villain is, but... I have never knocked Megavolt. I, I I love him. You know, he he's without a doubt so powerful. He's iconic. I, I enjoy him. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and get my rating because I want you to finish up on Megavolt. Oh, absolutely. So so my score on Megavolt, I'm gonna give him a five. That might surprise awesome. you. I'm gonna you give said, him a five. You said you weren't going to. <laughs> Way back when you said you weren't going to. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you changed your mind. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's a reason so far he's. Well, no, I'll take it back. I was gonna say he's the only Darkwing villain from the Funko Pop line, but they did do Negaduck first, and that's only because he's a Darkwing repaint. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, there's a reason why Megavolt's in the Funko line. He is the most recognizable. Yeah. Honestly, you know that guy with a battery strapped to his back, and I will point out. 
Megavolt is in the most episodes of any villain. Mm-hmm. I think he's in 12 or 13 solo episodes. Five with the Fearsome Five and two with Quacker Jack. And he's the only one of the four supervillains who even came back in season two. So obviously everybody on staff loved this guy. What's your score for him? Five. Yeah, he's just way too iconic to give him anything lower. And he's versatile. Mm -hmm. Like, he shows up in all sorts of different types of episodes. As like an unredeemable bad guy, as a good guy with no, you know, with nothing against him. Mm -hmm. He's, he's, they use him in so many different ways. Yeah. Most most Darkwing fans, when you see them on social media, we have these kind of discussions. He's always either number one or number two, you know. I you think know, amongst the fans themselves, mm-hmm. I think Negaduck tends to edge him out because yeah. people love how evil he is. And we're going to have plenty to say about Negaduck when we get to him. Cause, uh, but Negaduck gets a lot of attention because of how evil he is. I think he has a lot of fangirls who love him, too. <laughs> yeah, um, make, make a number three, unfortunately, because, you know, I, I'm biased toward one person. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I love my guy. My guy's always going to be number one. There's just no way. You, can, you can't change my mind on that. No, I don't intend to, but you still yeah. get Mega Vault 5. Oh, yeah. You know, like, the only way you can change my mind on, on Cracker Jack not being number one is you, you need a sign statement from God or something, you know? Or yeah. Michael Bell. Yeah, you know, good luck getting <laughs> that signature. <laughs> you know, so, no. but, yeah. yeah, for the most I, part, I, though. I don't, I don't disagree with you, though. Cracker Jack is fantastic, but mm-hmm. I bet more people would be more familiar with Megavolt. Just oh, yeah, of course. Because he's just been in so many episodes, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so I, I love the guy. I just think he's fantastic. Like I said, there's so much you can do with him. You know, he isn't limited by his power. Um, And he's just, again, I said it before, I love his relationship with Darkwing. The fact that the two of them know each other so well. To the point where in future episodes, Darkwing will start his entrance and Megavolt will say something like, oh, no, not him again. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, whenever they fight, you could tell it's like a dance the two of them do. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, Megavolt's dangerous and he's funny. He's witty. You know, he's smart. So it's like he brings a lot to the table, man. You know, Mm -hmm. he he really does. But uh, all right, Mike. So, okay, enough with Duck Blind. It was a great episode. I, I, I really like it. What what episode are we doing next? Boy, we are doing the first episode that I think they really go out of the box with. Like the first episode that's just, okay, this is a fantastic show. Comic Book Capers. Oh, that's one of my top ten, man. Yeah, mine too. That yeah. is the episode where it's like, Darkwing was good before, but now we see what the show can really do. Okay, I, I and, love this episode. They got really creative on that one. We get Megavolt again, so immediately we get Megavolt again. And what helps this episode, I will not elaborate more than this, we have Disney Australia back again. Okay. Which just is the icing on the cake for that episode. But that's next. Mm-hmm. We will have a lot to say about that. So, okay. absolutely. So, All right. Um, Mike, I know, yeah, Mike, I know you're probably tired of this part, but, you know, you never know when somebody's listening for the first time. Uh, where where can they find you at, man? I'm on Facebook, Mike Russo. Okay. That's, 
I'm not tired of it. It's just there's nothing to say about it. You know? <laughs> all right. Uh, we all I'm Will Santana. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, we have the St. Canard Files, the Darkwing Up podcast Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. Uh, you can also email us at St. Files at gmail.com. Uh, Mike, uh, anything new going on with the, the Facebook page or anything you got planned going on with it? Nothing I can think of because um, we record these episodes so far in advance. Who knows what I might decide to do when we get there. Um, probably something Megavolt related. He'll be our character of the week that week. Oh, really? Um, okay. All well, right. he's the only other character in this episode. Unless I want to talk about the news reporter who we don't even see. <laughs> um, okay. But no, it, it'll be Megavolt. Okay, so that one's probably going to get a lot of reaction for our character. I hope, I hope so. All right, it's guys. Megavolt, man. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed Duck Blind. You know, check it out. It's a fun episode. It's a Megavolt's origin episode. Uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and sign out. We'll catch you all next week for um, Comic Book Capers, which is a great episode overall, man. And I'll, I'll explain why I love that one, too. Oh, we will be talking about that one for a while because there's so much. There is so much to digest in that episode. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, we're signing out. Make sure y'all stay dangerous. Yep. Have a good night. Good night, y'all. Okay, so Isabella, you watched your first episode of Dark Queen today. What did you think? Good. It was good? You liked it? Mm-hmm. What, what did you like about the episode? When Metabot said... Megavolt. When Metabot said three mice. Oh, the three blind mice? Okay, was there anything else you liked about the episode? When Dark, when Dark Queen said that... Um, what else did he launch pad when, when his headphones things broke? Oh, when the headphones broke. <laughs> okay. Would you watch any more episodes of uh, Darkwing Duck? Uh, I don't know. You don't. Yeah. You would. So yeah. you liked it, right? Yeah. Okay. Who's your favorite character so um, far? I like. Lunchpad. You like Lunchpad? Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. Thank you for being on our podcast today. Okay. So maybe you'll watch some more episodes with me in the future? All right. Thank you. All right. So, Wait. I thought the future is the past. No, the past is the past. The future is the future. Okay. But then it's, but then <laughs> it's a movie future. Okay. But you'll, you'll watch some more Dark with me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Say goodbye to all the people who are listening on the podcast. Bye. <laughs>